0: Welcome to episode 58 of Talking Dirty. Over at East Ruston Old Vicarage with some woofing pups and looking a little bit like he's about to play some cricket. It's Alan Edward Herbert Gray, uh, our uh, happy and very handsome horticulturist.
1: Well, good morning and <laughs> hello to you, Dover there, and your is Maria Sophia Fredrickson? I think I would just excuse myself and shut my pups up. Excuse me.
0: <laughs>
1: Madness is over.
0: Uh, there you go <laughs> back for a return trip to talking dirty we are excited to see our fabulous plant hunters Blevin and sue win jones or actually didn't we last time decide you should be blethern and sue houston roberts win jones <laughs> what <laughs> a quadruple <laughs> barrel surname oh. um, from of course Crick farm plants welcome back you lovely people oh, thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thanks for asking us. Now, you sent me an exciting email this morning with uh, a a trolley full of things that you were preparing for show and tell. And um, if you're watching the video version, you can see a few of the plants that Bledon and Sue have in store. But I suppose first up, how have you been keeping? How's the summer been? Um, Frustrating weather wise,
2: I have to say.
3: Challenge you. Very little heat until this last week. Uh, well, no, we, we had some um, Early on. a month ago, wasn't it? it then, longer than that. And
2: now. then we had the long-awaited rain, so no, it's been challenging, and we haven't had the growth on a lot of things that we normally have. So
3: no, the, uh, we're not used to having late frosts in this area, so that's really uh, challenged mm. a lot of things. Uh, uh, Hydrangeas aspers uh, are not looking good this year; much smaller flowers, not much foliage. Strange you
1: should say that because we in the eastern side have had more rain than we normally do and mm. everything has grown two foot taller than it normally does.
0: <laughs> Robert, <it> in.
1: <laughs> well, well, looking at your well, plants, not ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just sort of thinking, I mean, I'm looking out the window here at a, a hydrangea asperia that I cut back earlier. We um, I, I cut it back in February in actual fact and I think it's probably got nearly a meter's new growth on it,
2: mm. which yeah. is unheard
1: of for us. It would be half that normally and it's... It, yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's how it goes, folks.
2: I mm. forgot to bring That's what I forgot to bring in. Uh, more vets are looking stunning. Oh, I right. forgot. To, yeah, they're really yeah. beautiful. I forgot to bring the pot in. Never mind. <laughs> We've got some other bits and pieces. <laughs> you certainly
3: have.
0: It has been known over the course of the podcast for people to run off, and uh, I think it happened during our Rose special but, uh, at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, somebody, it did. Michael Marriott suddenly ran off with some secretaires to get a couple of roses but you yeah. have got plenty to talk about um yeah. has it been difficult picking what to talk about or has the kind of strange season
3: selected for you no we, we just picked what was looking yeah reasonable
2: <laughs> it, was, it was very wet in the bays there because of the automatic watering and the dew but uh, apart from that no I think we've done quite well
1: I have to say a huge thank you because of the, the tree dahlia that I bought I me mean, probably three years ago now.
2: Yeah,
1: um, is everywhere I plant it in the garden. It reappears. I don't mulch it or do anything. I just leave the tubers yeah, in it. It yeah. reappears, and it started flowering first on the front of the house where we've got a south-facing wall. But I mean, it's ten feet tall, and it's yeah. I'm so thrilled. Mm. And elsewhere in the garden, not quite as tall, but flowering. So thank you for that. Good. Yeah, so that's Excelsior then. Excelsior, yeah. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah. Well, we've, we've supplied two show gardens uh, this year with dahlia, so we're looking forward to seeing those in the gardens at Chelsea. Dare
1: I ask which varieties?
2: <laughs> well, one's the excelsa.
1: Yeah.
2: And well, the other one is the... Well, there's sunlight. an imperialis gone. Yeah, and then there's the white... Um, oh God, I have got remember moment it it begins with a P.
3: Terrapoda, if it's correctly named. Is, is this the trouble with the wild plants? Uh, they're not labelled.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: can you do something about that, please? <laughs> a lot of homework. Yeah, we can start with the gingers, as long as you can untwine it from the passiflora.
0: <laughs> I think that might be a uh, a line that sums up a podcast oh. like this. I can show you the gingers if I can untwine it from the passiflora.
3: <laughs> oh, well, Lord. it's just a court, yes. uh, court layer, one of our collections. If uh, One of the early ones, creed canary. F- for us, they're really hardy. We grow them out in the open fields. Uh, as long as people remember that uh, these have evolved uh, as epiphytes, they realise that they need good drainage. So uh, definitely not for clay. So it's me? <laughs> uh, really
2: then you get you might r- have
3: to add, add a bit of humus. The, yeah. um, the fruit is lovely
2: too. The fruit is Blue? Blue? Yeah, dark blue.
3: Oh! The seed. The seed, yeah. So, yeah, you've got the contrast of the yellow there with the red on um, layer Spicata, this is. Okay. This particular clone is um, Creed Canary. We have another one called Arun Flame, and there's quite a bit of red in, on the underside of the leaf. That's the best, another really good one. The
2: best selling one is Brevin's Beacon.
3: We don't go on about that much. I
2: wonder why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you've just given a lot of people serious flo-mo over that.
3: Oh, now there. Just put this in a vase, and if I tilt it over, (laughs) get the angle, it's going to pour the water out. There you go. (laughs) I'm going to get knocked out by this. It's highly scented. Uh, This is uh, a species I found in Vietnam called Tenchungensis, and it's one of the hardest hedicums that we've ever grown. No problem. Uh, minus 15 is no problem for it in an open, oi, oi. open field. <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, clumps up well. Uh, it's normally flowers earlier than this uh, because of the season. It's a bit late. So uh, n- normally starts flowering in July. But that's a whopping August. great flower head. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I've actually got um, a, a similar one, but uh, we can't find a name for it yet. In yellow. And not only does it flower like this, very similar... It has a succession of flowers, so it flowers for months, and, and it's even stronger scent on it if you mm. if you can, uh, if that's possible.
2: They're they're good as cut flowers too. They last mm. a long time in vases. Don't rush us, dear. Oh, sorry.
0: I mean that is the most ostentatious cut flower you could possibly go for. I know. We went.
2: We were at a dinner uh, at Mount Stewart years ago, and they had hortensiums, and they must have been about. Four foot in height?
3: No, they were six foot. Six
2: foot as a, t- as a table uh, a set- centerpiece. Incredible the way they held them in a vase. Well, is,
3: it, is it in their hall? Mm. Where it's a huge hall. Very wide uh, <laughs> bowl. Okay. Can I have this one, please? Which one? <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> it, the Roscoe. I'm sure everybody knows this one. Brown peacock. It's been in cultivation for a long time. You've got the, um, the purple undersides the leaves uh, they tend to lose the color when they come to flower and it's been flowering now for a, a, well over a month and you get a succession of the, this type of flower i'm just going to show you the um the difference because uh, that's the normal purpurea that you see in cultivation and it, um then these are the ones that we found in nepal oh can't really see the color uh much larger flowers and it and um, these are just emerging now so it's a later flowering one so these will go on uh, into October. Uh, we've even had them in flower in November.
0: So whereabouts in Nepal did you happen upon the, that? The, these balance.
3: were eastern Nepal. So they're, they're much paler in that part of the world. Um, this is a very pale one with a, a very dark mouth to it. I don't know whether you could get that in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. There, there we go. Yeah. I've, I've seen it being described as albiflora perversely enough. Um, uh, I'm saying perversely enough because we've managed to select a, a pure white one of these as well. But that's even later flowering than these.
2: You never know, that might pop up somewhere very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. uh, this is from a completely different area. You can get a bit of the colour in that. Um, th- this is um, Roscoea cortioides that everybody knows, who knows what Roscoe is, that is. Uh, but this is a late one. So we call this uh, Krieg's Late Lemon. The Ordinary uh, Caughtleyoitus is, is uh, well finished by this time of year. And this has still got uh, a fair ways to go. The larger flowers and a bit paler. And then we, we were asked to name this one, it's nothing to do with us other than that... How uh, much of a flower there, Sue.
2: Well...
3: <laughs> you're, you're familiar with this one, aren't you? Well, Red Gurkha. Yeah. Uh, Gurkha Red Stem.
1: Gurkha Red Stem.
3: Right. Yeah, the, the RHS um, were concerned that the dark stemmed form were, didn't have a cultivar name. Right. Um, so we, we gave it a name. A, an obvious name, I hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that as well. And then, Well, you can contrast it with this, Joey. Oh,
0: God. That's a this, is, this
3: is one of our... thought Alan would like this one.
0: <laughs> Size is everything.
3: You know me too well, Bledin. Uh, well, you can see, you can see it's chunky, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, the the flower, it's almost white. Um, it, it does have a bit of uh, lilac streaking in the uh, throat. Does that have a name? Yes, it does actually. I better look it up because it's new to me. Um, oh, apart it's good, from, it? it's uh, a. One of our purpurea collections. I've got somebody pushing behind here, it's a bit difficult <laughs> <but> to <laughs> stay in my seat. Chichina. Chase, is called. Chichina is uh, the name of the village.
0: Well, certainly fun to say.
3: Or the, the area. Yeah, it, it was high up um, in the Himalayas in eastern Nepal, getting on for the um, border with uh, Tibet.
2: Quite interesting. It's chases
3: on. one of the grandchildren. Yeah.
2: What's going on at the moment? You know, this terrible problem in Afghanistan. We had a terrible time with the Maoist guerrillas on this particular trip, and they 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 mean business. These people. It was very frightening, wasn't it? So what happened? Well, uh, they wanted money, and we said we left all our money in Kathmandu because we didn't need it on this trail, and we were on a very remote trail. Yeah and fortunately we had um uh, we had Jamaica Kincaid with us the author and the National Geographic had actually funded this trip for her to write a book so we had Jamaica and Dan Hinckley so we were out for a month so we had a big team of over 20 with us so um they negotiated with the I mean, they gave us a letter of safe passage but um our guides weren't happy about that we did have to do a detour which was quite interesting but coming back down we were through coming, Litchfield yeah we were coming through <laughs> villages which had been deserted and we actually camped in one and <clears throat> the mouse arrived and with minders and guns and things again wanting uh, money and in the end uh, our team said I think you better give them money so Dan Hinkley very reluctantly gave them some money but it was and then that night you could hear bombs going off and it they used pressure cookers ah. they were yeah that's what they used so uh they were they were testing them in the valley below Ugh. but we had to we had to move quickly yeah it was um wasn't the greatest of experiences No. yeah you're incredibly brave well or stupid i didn't have, <laughs> didn't have much choice no <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was incredible because we were so remote you know we were Days and days from the nearest um, village. And, you know, no mobiles in those days.
3: The Roscoeys were yeah. good there, though.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was early 90s when we were on that trip, so no no mobiles or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yes. <sighs> well, I think you're brave. I, I've never been anywhere where I've needed a letter of safe passage.
3: There was. Um, Jamaica had a big um, oh. satellite. It's, it's like a huge brick satellite phone. Uh, and the, the Sherpas took it off. I mean, they were frightened of the, um, the mouse, the mouse uh, seeing it. Uh, otherwise, mm. we would, would have been in hot water. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> right.
2: What's next? <laughs> uh,
3: oh, here You are. You, you can describe this. do
2: oh. Well, I think this is very pushy. Oh. This little
0: Dianthus.
3: <gasps> I don't know why it's called pygmies, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Such a lovely area, and you're right, yeah, not, not all that small.
3: It's from Taiwan, high up in the mountains. Lovely thing.
0: But again, I don't think we're doing the colour justice. It's so pretty. It looks almost luminous, though, in your life. Yeah.
3: That for months.
0: It's got, like, a real touch of fairy magic about it. because. Of yeah, all it has. Lovely very
3: very light and airy. And yeah.
0: it's just
2: coming into flower now. Well,
3: it's late. Is it? we it's the only dianthus we grow, so don't Yeah, really most, dianthus, most dianthus are early summer, aren't they, really? Okay. Yeah, so this is from the Alpine zone in Taiwan. Mm. Loving it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is our second collection of it. It's a bit this one's a bit darker than the, uh, our original ones. Again, we're moving to something that's nothing to do with us. We come across this thing. Is it Bamaria? Yeah, Bamaria Boliviensis. Yep. I believe it's been um, moved over to Alstroemira now. <laughs>
0: so these are what are known as climbing Alstroemirias? Yeah, this, is, this isn't this a climbing form, it's uh, herbaceous. Okay. So Alan, you have a climbing one and whenever you put a photo up, everyone goes crazy trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, oh yes. Okay. more of a yeah. herbaceous. Yeah. Well, we,
2: we do climbing ones too.
3: <laughs> we, we've got about 10 different um, climbing ones. Um, from uh, Central America and uh, Colombia. There's some lovely ones there. Um, I've got a a lovely long pink uh, flowered one Uh, but it's impossible to propagate. Uh, Our season's not long enough to produce seed and it doesn't divide much. Ah. I I think we've got three plants after, uh, well it's well over 10 years. That's
0: frustrating. Unfortunately. (laughs)
3: Maybe somebody can have a tip on how to propagate them.
0: But they do have those wonderful tubes, very alstroemeria like Yes. Yeah, glorious.
3: It's, yeah, that pink one's got a particular long tube. There's some shorter ones. Uh, have you come across this plant? It's a... It looks it's like a naughty bit, one. It's, uh, it's called a clasia. Very tall, tall oh. stems, slender. Begins so it's quite transparent K? in a garden. On it begins or in with a K. Clasia. Yeah. yeah, but you said ecclesia. Well, it is ecclesia. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, dear. Uh where, where was this from? Uh, oh, this is um, Korea.
0: If you're listening okay. to the audio version, it's like a kind of, for, well, from where I'm looking, it's like a kind of purple cercium almost flower. Um, yeah. And, uh, and more scabious like foliage.
3: Yes. Yeah, there's, you can get an idea of the foliage coming up. Yeah, that'd be
0: lovely. Yeah, there's be little flowers sort of bobbing above everything. It's
3: yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, we had Fergus here the other week uh, looking for plants, and he was getting quite excited at this thing. <laughs> it was fitting in a lot of his schemes.
0: I can see why.
3: Yeah. Oh, here's another. This is another uh, Korean plant. Is that you, likes to whisk and pass see
0: she knows you've got places to be, Bledin. Uh. <laughs> Look, Bledin. She's getting a move on because the
3: terrorists. Ah, all right. <laughs> I i've the hint. Eupatorium. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I'm particularly big on eupatoriums, but I couldn't resist the um, the foliage on this one, tinted purple. Yeah. Uh, and like, like so
0: f- vibrant.
3: Yeah. Gorgeous oh. thing. And again, it's, it's about a metre tall. Uh, probably uh, go a bit taller in better soil. Yeah, it's uh, from the south coast of Korea, um, on one of the islands, if I remember correctly. It's a lovely thing, just up the um, the, the buds have been there for ages and they're just starting to open now. It's a great plant for butterflies, yes, wonderful thing. Uh, it, um, as I said, I'm, I, I don't go a, a bundle on Eupatoriums, but I've Managed to uh, introduce a few now. Uh, we've, I've got some Taiwanese ones, but uh, yeah, I'm sure this is the best one that we yeah, found.
0: Yeah, it's lovely. And what's that what one?
3: I want ah, that one? It's Linglianum, and I, I won't try and pronounce the uh, variety. <laughs> oh, I'm mighty. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. Okay, if you're listening to the audio version, it's like someone's just sort of shoved a pipe cleaner down the middle of the camera. <laughs> yeah, a very large large... the
3: other,
1: this one. That's a pipe cleaner on steroids.
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> <A> very large <laughs> pipe cleaner. Oh, that is just so much fun. Aren't they lovely? Oh,
2: And actors at this time of year are just superb.
3: You introduce that while I look it up.
2: It's, uh, yes, I went see this one. I kind of want to cuddle it. Yeah, but again, as I was saying, you know, they should be starting to flower now, but they're having the Matsumari eyes as well, very statuesque and
0: very scented too.
3: That's a fantastic plant.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can imagine that at East Ruston.
3: So the uh, Jesuensis is the earliest one. It flowers earlier than Simplex. Yeah. Um, So we've got Jesuensis. Um, and some of these can be really tall as yeah. well. Not forgetting Matsumarii, which is the rarest of the threesome. Yeah. Um, in that group, that that won't start flowering till October. Mm. Yeah, but how how lovely to have something flowering. in that. And it's it's got a really good scent yeah. as well.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, they they normally uh, is much normally much shorter, uh, but we have found um, a reasonably tall form of it now. And we've given that um, a cultivar name. High-rise, we call that one. The, <laughs> the Matsumurii, not this one. Right.
0: I love all of these successional ideas you're giving us. You know, plants are just give and give and give.
3: Yeah. Well, you, you know, you can have a, a, an act here going from um, of this group from July on through uh, October, even to November.
2: You know, this is why... Chelsea's going to be very interesting in September as opposed to May, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is. We, we use them a lot in woodland planting, so they, they do take a lot of shade. We're we running out of plants yet, No,
2: plenty more.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How about a bit of passion? Oh,
0: <laughs> we're all out passion.
3: <laughs> Blanket screens.
0: <laughs> Red passion.
3: Oh, I say. Oh, oh hello. Yeah, this is uh, one that uh,
0: whoop, on,
2: came on. out
3: of the woodwork uh, in a place called...
0: Oh, God oh, there
3: we go. <laughs> that, that makes <laughs> life easier, doesn't it? The
0: flower <laughs> just stuck on the cars, off the plant. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, it proves that if you play with it too much, it drops off. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There we go.
0: Oh, what's the name of this program? Welcome to Talking Dirty.
3: Rub dub dub.
0: We've got more buds coming on.
3: <laughs> I'm a bit sorry for myself. <laughs> um, I found this in a, an area called El Cucuy in uh, Colombia.
2: That's another place. It's too dangerous to go back now on the Venezuelan border.
1: Yeah, you told us about the climbing hydrangea.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. Yes. Oh, in fact, I sent some papers on that, all those the other day. There's loads of new hydrangeas being described, climbing ones. Oh. Semiciliosa. Yeah, the thing about this, it, it's got this rough of red here. Yeah. Um, is it mixed? Out? It has has the, uh, the purple contrasting. It's a remarkable awesome. thing. Yeah. Yeah, truly lovely. It's usually, yeah, yeah, recurved. I um, I was contacted by um, an Italian expedition who were looking for passifloras uh, and they thought it was an undescribed species. But uh, I remain to be convinced. We'll see.
0: We were talking to Derry Watkins last week about her carnival bed. That is a carnival flower, if ever I see one. Mm
3: -hmm. Won't be hardy, unfortunately. The the elevation wasn't uh, the best. Now what we got? Uh, <laughs> back to cold country now. Could that possibly be a sambucus? Could it it is? Herbaceous is it? one. Ah. Completely herbaceous, goes completely dormant over the winter. Got wonderful glossy fruit on it. And of yeah. course you've got the um similar shaped heads, of course. White scented. Sambucus edbilis. Yeah, they're really glossy. And then you've got the dark stems as well. If you grow it in sun, that is. Found it in Turkey, high up, of course, bone hardy, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's growing side by side with some of those monster um, Heracliums. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And again, in the bays, you know, stand of it looks, it's quite stunning at the moment. There's quite a few good plantsmen yeah.
3: um, taking plants of that, have a go with them, <laughs> <laughs> including Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Naringium. Naringium. This is from uh, Mexico. Lots and lots of small flowers on it, quite dark. We have um, two uh, species that are fairly similar. Similar. Uh, this is Simosum from Mexico. As I said, lo- lots of small flowers on it. Whereas uh, guatemaliense is in this very similar, but far fewer flowers. There'd be only sort of four flowers in the upper whorl there. Um, but they're black with um, a silver backing to it. Right. Short of seed of that, otherwise I'd have cut you a, a flower off to show you. Because <laughs> that's flowering at the moment in the field. That's stunning, though. But it, this has been in our field um, since early 2000, so over 15 years. Yeah. And taken a, at least minus 15. Crikey. Uh And it's self-seeding around there. Oh, brilliant. The other thing I wanted to show you was the, the foliage. Ooh. You get... um. Oh, that's really exotic. Yeah, it's, just, it's a, a silver stripe. Yeah. Um, even in this one. And the Simo, um, sorry, Guatemaliense is even more pronounced. But they are spiny. Yeah. And be careful which way you stroke these things. <laughs> but the yeah, serration, very...
0: I mean, depending on where you planted it, that serration looks fantastic. Yeah,
3: yeah. it is. Yeah, you've got um, four rows of spines on each side. <sighs> right, Not on each side, on each leaf. Lovely thing. Would you recognise those?
1: No, I don't.
3: These are young seedlings. Uh, uh, germinated earlier this year. It's a pokeweed, a phytolacca. Oh, right. It's a trailing one. Unfortunately, I haven't got a mature one here to show you. But, um, they get up to this height and then they just tra- start trailing. So they make, they make wide patches, less than 30 centimetres tall. Is it invasive? No, it's tender. Ah. It, it's Colombian. Right. So, and it bears the name of the capital, Bogatensis. Uh-uh. If you get a mild winter, they, they will survive. Yeah. So they, they've got no chance of ever being invasive. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless our climate changes dramatically. That looks as, uh, like a plant that's worth growing just for the summer anyway, because yes. yeah. it's it got such a vivid colour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait until you see the next one. <laughs> now there's a poke reed. It is. It continuously flower- throws up new flowering stems, so it flowers all summer. And then the fruit. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Elfrasting fruit. And if you want to go to the trouble of deadheading, I'm sure you'll get even more. Uh, yeah, you'll get you'll get uh, inflorescences coming out of each leaf axil.
1: Yeah. It's
3: a wonderful thing. Uh, we found it in Sumatra. <laughs> right, right on the equator. And is that tender too, then? <laughs> what do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. What's, what's that one from Sumatra called? We call it purpurea. Right. Um, but I think the, the the plant finder will put another name in front of the purpurea. I think it's I- Icosandra, they call it. Icosandra purpurea. Pur- purpurescence, sorry. We've had this survive through the mildest of winters. Yeah. Um, not normally over a winter. Yeah, right. It's obviously a prolific seed bearer, so once you've got it, you just save your seed. Yes. Yeah. Once you remember to collect the seed, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lovely thing. Uh, the, and the stems are really dark mm. and the undersides of the leaves. Yeah. Great blots so of colour. much colour. colour. Yeah, what am I supposed to say well, about that? I'll no, let I, you talk no, about
2: that one. Well no, I just wanted to bring in a, an aconitum because they are flowering very well at the moment. Um, and the climbing ones are great, but they're too, too difficult to bring in. so. Lots of different uh, leaf varieties and things, but this is it, um, yeah. But um, some lovely aconites at the moment. Again, great for late flowering.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's from high altitude that one, um, so it's perfectly hardy. Yeah, though yeah, it's from Taiwan.
2: I think we showed that one last time.
3: Too. I'm not sure whether we showed this last time or not. Oh. Uh, Brassiopsis. Brassiopsis, I think I've seen it before.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. that uh, lovely. Yeah. Yes. There's oh, the juvenile okay. foliage.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Leaf. And to
3: one vein. It's a wonderful thing. This is our first crop of um seedlings now that we've got. So we're able to offer it at a a more reasonable price than the uh, the mature plants.
0: I just love those no. leaves.
3: Oh. I've got this one now, have
0: I? Well, you know what that one. no it's
3: all right. <laughs> this doesn't look like much. Uh, uh it's a it's a member of the uh, walnut family. Really L- wonderful trees. The little story behind this is uh, the same expedition Sue was talking about. We found it with Dan Hinkley, 2002, it was. We had a new propagator start working here, and we found a lo- a pack of seed in the fridge, uh, well a bag of seeds. So it was just a uh, a brown paper bag. Uh, and said, what shall I do with this? Well, you might as well sow it. will give it a go, um, because it's um, Engelhardia is the name of the, of the plant, uh, spicata, uh, and I'd not long read that uh, it wasn't. It's never been in cultivation. We had germinated a few, but I mean they just sulked. Um, it took them ages to germinate, and they they just more or less sulked afterwards, and they weren't happy at all. Um, where she sowed this, I think it was in the spring, early spring, and uh, as soon as it warmed up they came up like mustard and cress. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and here they are, they're forming really healthy young trees. So hopefully we can get loads of this into cultivation. But that seed had been in the fridge for 18 years. You <laughs> see, that's the secret behind germinating it.
1: <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
3: It's a wonderful thing. It's one of the wing seeds, the very long uh, pendant spikes. Yeah. Um, oh, it looks like a waterfall uh, oh. in the wild. Oh. Not sure whether they showed you this one last time as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's the best. It's the um, oh, that's uh, really bad, begonia. Yeah. Um, one that, uh, that should be hardy. Barviensis oh. from uh, Vietnam, high altitude. Wonderful thing.
0: Just if I mean if you're uh, if you're listening rather than watching, just the most vivid kind of rhubarb red stems. It, it's, it's the, the hairs. hairs actually
3: that the oh, is it the hairs uh, pronounced on it? Yeah, oh. that's that's all hair. Oh, <laughs> <That's> it.
0: Up, <laughs> well, there it is. Yes, close,
3: close all and grizzly.
0: <laughs> Harry McClary.
3: covered in it, and here the the flower buds are starting to come on. It's white flowers. I've got another one for Alan here. <laughs> this is Begonia uh, grandis Sinensis, red undies. <laughs> <laughs> I you'd like that one.
0: <laughs> well, it is talking dirty.
3: Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I found this one in China in 2000. Comes and goes here. Um, sometimes we have plenty of it. Depends how many... It comes from bowl bills. Yeah. Uh, like all Grandes do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really easy woodland uh, species to grow.
0: The underside of those yeah. leaves is just extraordinary. Yeah. yeah.
1: And when you see them blown about by the wind, I mean, the effect is absolutely
3: fantastic.
0: Yeah. Just such yes. pronounced veining.
3: And the flowers, they're all in bud. They're pink flowers. Yeah. Typical grandish. But yeah, 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 that's been going here Well, over 20 years now, isn't it? There we go. Spectacular. What do you think of that for an inflorescence? <laughs> Spike. So you have the length of it. My God, <laughs> what is it? So no, if you poke on flower, really? Yeah, we, lots of these um, uh, Vietnamese species, a good chunky foliage, uh, and then you, these tall flower spikes. We we can get them up to about a flat uh, a metre tall. Lovely things, and then you'll of course you'll get blue fruit on it. Yeah, fabulous thing. Just saw one in the fields while I was getting the edicums. I thought you might might like to see that. (laughs) You were right. Ah. Uh, Couldn't have a session without showing an Aspidistra. See the flower? (laughs) That's not an Aspidistra as we know it, no. Uh, This is a lithophyte, Uh, anamala, isn't it? Just double checking. Yes, I am right. Uh, Just grows on cliffs, Uh, absolutely no soil whatsoever. The roots, sorry, the rhizomes are all over the cliffs, and then these slender roots go into the uh, cracks and fissures, and that's oh. how it it hangs on to the cliffs. Wonderful thing. It's a fantastic way of seeing how a plant evolves to the the
1: area in which it, it exists. I mean, yeah, ma- amazing.
3: They, they, uh, most, uh, the most the aspidistras I've seen love limestone. Yeah, and they hate wet. And, and they hate the sun. So dry, dry shade. So if you got that, you could grow that in tufa. I'm sure you could. Yes. Tufa rock. Yeah. Yeah. And the scent is wonderful. It goes on for there's, there's a fairly long succession of flowers on this particular species. Lord knows how long it's going to take us to um, bulk it up, to be able to offer it. But uh, Yeah. Wonderful. There's a couple of white ones like this. No, not a couple. There's several. White flowering species like this. And they're all very strongly scented. Amazing. You fill a room with the scent of that.
1: Yeah.
3: Now, I, I should mention this lily again, shouldn't I? We're seeing we're on scent. Yes. Uh, uh, and Vietnam. Um, My segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's closely related to um, lilium nepalensi. Yeah. It's uh, poiliniae, this one. It's a pale yellow. Uh, with the contrasting throat and uh, strongly scented at night that these uh, lilies tend to uh, attract moths mm. and the stems can be uh, um a, a good two meters tall on these oh that is fabulous uh, yeah. and we, we do grow we we see them growing as as lithophytes again yeah. but much shorter in, in those conditions yeah but um the, the one that collected the seeds from this was well over a meter tall and Quite a cold area, so they, they're hardy enough to grow out of doors. Yeah. A uh, uh, sheltered, well-drained site. Yeah.
2: too. Str- I, I think it's too strong to have indoors. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At it's, night, yes. Very, very strong.
3: Yeah, some people find it too strong.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, it's, it's sweet enough.
2: Well, we, ha- we had one in the house the other week, and it was just, I, I couldn't cope with it. <laughs>
3: well, Nepalensis is the same.
2: Yeah. I think we've shown this one before.
3: Did we show the Gunnera last time? No. Oh.
2: Ah, I beg your pardon.
3: This is Gunnera calipiana. Some people might have seen the, the mother plant in Chelsea, uh, one of the gardens there.
2: Andy Sturgeon's garden.
3: Right. Uh, There's a fair bit of red. Is, um, it's, it's not that visible at the moment. But It, do- uh, it
1: doesn't look as if it has the, those spiny leaves that uh, Gunnera manicata has. Uh,
3: no, not nowhere near as spiny. Yeah, and you get red venation uh, throughout right. the leaf on the mature plants. Yeah, these are just uh, young seedlings. Uh, it's not it's not as large as uh, manicatas. They're they're quite manageable, but uh, they're not as hardy, or we don't find it as hardy. Uh, but they're this type of gunnera grows um, a vertical um, trunk. Really? The oh. yeah. So they're, they're like tree ferns with a, a gunnera stuck on top. <laughs> uh, uh, and then they slowly bend over, uh, and they will root the tip themselves. So we just provide another pot, and it, it, it produces another plant. All right. Uh, and then from the base, it will send out another uh, uh, another plant. So that's how it multiplies itself. It goes along a bit, a bit like a chain. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Um, starting with one plant we've now got four whacking great big ones uh-huh. by, by that process
1: yeah
3: but that's only for 20 years or something that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we uh they're large enough to uh to flower now so we're getting seed from them oh, and as, as long as we isolate them from all, all the other species um they they'll produce pure plants yeah uh, I, I don't know whether you're aware that um uh, Manicata and Tinctoria. Yes. Are, are both hybrids. No, it was. In cultivation. I suspect that the original plants uh, were grown together in a glass house somewhere uh, and they cross pollinated. So you've got two hybrid uh, plants coming out of them, two different clones. Yeah, yeah. Different types. Uh, and they've got the hybrid vigor, which uh, is why they're so large yeah. compared to the true wild species. There we go. That's the end of today's lesson. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. I mean, you know,
1: there's you, you never stop learning, do you? I mean, in yeah. the, in our worlds of plants, it, it is quite fascinating. These lovely little gems that come out from when they just suddenly appear when you're talking to like-minded people. I think it's lovely.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same with the rhododendron ponticum gets the blame for everything. Yeah, yeah, are, it, you're supposed to call it super ponticum ponticumism, I mean, you know. Um, it, they've discovered that that is also a hybrid. And really? That, and that's why it's so vigorous.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it's
3: got hybrid vigour. Ah.
1: Um,
3: and the hardiness came um, not from Ponticum, but from, um, I think it's macrophylla from North America.
1: All right.
3: So, yeah, they um, they hybridised uh, in the well, 1700s, and then they were planted out as game cover by the millions Yeah. Manually. Um, so I'm not surprised we've got a problem with a blooming thing. <laughs> but you should see our mountains in flower, though, around here. Oh, I bet. I don't know if you've, you've seen this a plant like this before. It's a herbaceous plant, forest plant. Must have shade. Won't tolerate uh, strong sun at all. And it, this is a white form of it. it uh, it's normally pink. Is, There's something hydrangea- hydrangea-like about those flowers. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> although although it, most of hydrangeas uh, have opposite leaves. This one has alternate leaves. It is a hydrangea. hydrangea
2: it's in the family. hydrangea
3: family. Right. Closely related to hydrangea. It, it's a cardiandra. Oh. So it's a completely herbaceous plant. This is uh, the Japanese species, and they call it alternifolia. <laughs> <laughs> and as i said there's, there's some lovely uh, pink forms of it but the pink one is finished now although i do have another oh, flower uh, another species of cardiandra this is also japanese Ooh. but this comes from the um the Rukuyu islands I, i'm not sure if this is the hybrid or i um, Amimoshimensis, if you want to try and pronounce it. <laughs> so, yeah, this is supposed to be um, a hybrid between uh, alternifolia and the uh, Roku island species. Now then, Ooh. we come to the best one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know if I can show you the whole thing. It goes up and up. Well, that's a statement oh. plant, fantastic. Oh. I yes. Yeah, it looks even more like a, a hydrangea. Yeah, yeah. it's not the
2: greatest in here.
3: It's a gorgeous thing. And that is, okay. Ca- that is Cardiandra formosana in Taiwan. It's almost extinct in the wild. We were given special permission in Taiwan uh, to go and rescue plants. Well, it, it wasn't endangered when we first went there. And that's not why it's endangered, actually. But... Uh, <laughs> It, it grows in um, an experimental forest there belonging to the University uh, of Taiwan. It's right on the Tropic of Cancer, isn't it?
2: What you can't see is, is the sort of violet hue yeah. here. I and get,
3: it, yeah, we're getting flashes of that. Ah, right. Yeah. It's, it's a gorgeous thing. Now, for us, it flowers till Christmas. Ah, fantastic. As, as, long as, as long as it doesn't get hammered by frost, it's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it's, as I said it's a woodland plant.
0: I'm here to ask the stupid questions. So obviously no? hydrangeas <laughs> hydrangeas end up being affected by different soil types. Are these similar enough to also be affected or are they they're just the color they are regardless of the soil you put they're
3: it in. They're the color that they are regardless. All good as far as we know we ha- um, haven't tried them in, in a limey soil. But um, yeah, the, the compost would have shown it by now if it was going to be anything different. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yes, as I, as I said, they'll, they keep on going till Christmas for us. Wonderful. These sterile florets will stay for ages, but I mean, the um, the fertile flowers, um, which produce seed, of course, they they finish fairly soon. So you might see some of these somewhere else as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do hope so. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they, they've had a lot of um, natural disasters in the remaining area um, where that's come from, uh, which is why it's almost extinct now. Yeah,
2: terrible earthquakes.
3: They, they've had very strong earthquakes. Um, I, th- I think the last time we were in there, uh, we saw rocks that was literally the size of, of our house uh, ripped down through all the forest. Just rolled oh, down God. the mountainside with the earthquakes. Uh, and on top of that, another uh, time, they had um, a metre of rain overnight. Oh, and that created uh, huge mudslides. Doesn't give much chance, does it? No. Devastation. They, yeah. they had um, a collection of bamboos there. I mean, you know, these huge things. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they sort of twine into each other, the, the side branches. So you, you literally need dynamite to move them. Yeah. But these, but that instant wiped wipe the collection out. Oh.
2: gosh. Nice.
1: So,
3: oh. You know what? What chance are these poor little things, mm, delicate yeah. things, have? No, no, it, at all. Conditions like that. So um, yeah, we have offered to take plants back to them, uh, and they said no, 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 it's safer with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But more no, people we need we, to
0: grow them. They're glorious,
3: gorgeous yes. things. Yeah, they they weren't particularly happy with um, those that uh, cold winters we had around uh, 2010, yeah. 11. I think we had three very cold ones in in mm. a row, and that slowed them down. And it's taken us ages to build them back up to enough numbers to be able to offer them again. Yeah,
2: make yeah. nice cut flowers too. They they last a long time. Yeah, you know they fade nicely, just like hydrangeas. So yeah, yeah. I'm just
1: thinking of Christ- Christmas time. You
2: know. Yeah, l- you? lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah, they get uh, Guatemalans use uh, Oripanax, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Ruscus as well is good. Sprayed silver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not gold, darling. That's far too tragic.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Dear me. laughs> oh, yeah, not my bag. Uh, have, we,
3: have we shown everything now? <laughs> um, oh, the gladiolus. Uh, Should I go and get one? Yes, I love gladiolas. Yes. Now let <laughs> me.
2: Go, I'll go and cut one. Have you got your?
3: it's just, just papilio. But
2: I love it. Oh. The
1: papilio
3: varies in, in colour, doesn't it? Yes, it's a fairly um, pale one that we've got here. Right. In fact, uh, we, we had an order uh, for virtually everything that we had in the field uh, earlier on in the year. We containerized them all. I can't remember how many pots, something like, we have got about 50 pots yeah. um, out of it. And there's more come up in the field than we've ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must have come from tiny bulbs or yeah, well, bulbils, they would have been.
1: Yeah, bulbils, because they've be, G- Daddy gladiolus naturally produce bulbils or Let's call them what you will, because yeah. some people call them bulbs, some people call them corms. I don't know who's right and who's wrong, but I mean. Yes, they're probably corms, so let think about It's an them.
3: underground organ, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> We've we've How many are still there?
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. It, it must have been tiny because uh, the lad who, who lifted them all up uh, thought he'd got everything, and <laughs> we'd never see them again.
1: <laughs> oh wow.
3: well, that's a good that's a good thing though, isn't it? Because you know the, the plants are stayer. Yes. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, and it, it's in a good spot. It's really well drained. Yeah. Um, the edge of our field. Got a um, lots of tree roots going in underneath them. Yeah. Um, so, so sucking any excess moisture away. Yeah. Yeah. Sue's so brought more cut flowers in. <laughs> Who's first?
0: We like your style, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Look at that. Oh, it's just beautiful. Isn't that pretty? That looks
1: like a demure little thing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: It's stunning. They're quite
2: transparent.
0: It's so classy. That, I mean, that yeah. is a classy gladiolus. It,
2: it is, isn't it? I know, I know. It's like when people come here and I say gladiolus or dahlias, and they say, oh, don't do dahlias or gladiolus. I say, come and look at mine.
3: <laughs> I'm not bashful, she says. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what do we call this one? Is this a budlier? It is yeah. a buddleia. Oh.
2: Very, very scented, we've just just given it a name now, Sikkim Snow, isn't it?
3: Oh, right, if you say so.
2: It's a very elegant
0: sort of pendulous.
2: Yeah, and the the plant outside is enormous with all these flowers hanging down, and the scent, very honey-scented.
3: We're not sure what the species is, um, if the species has even been named. We found it in Sikkim, uh, high up in the mountains. This has got a wonderful scent. Yeah. Uh, it's fabulous. Uh, it's attracting butterflies like nobody's oh. business at and, the moment. Yeah. And
2: bees. Yeah, mm.
3: wonderful thing. Really pleased with it. And, and it's very popular. We've been selling it for quite a while. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we sold it as paniculata uh, for quite a while. Uh, and then I found paniculata in Vietnam. I uh, <laughs> discovered that paniculata is winter flowering. Oh. Yeah, so hopefully I can flash a bit of that in front of you one of these days. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, Yeah. cheer the winter days out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Sue. That was a a foray with the secateurs that was well worthwhile. I think you might have outdone yourself after last time, and we were blown away last time, but this is... wow. Well, we'll love to do it again sometime, different season. Well, I think you're going to have to, because we need to see the winter flowering Buddleia. Well,
1: I think the plants that come from Craig are always um, out there, shall we say. And, and you know, they're, they're the plants that people have not seen before. And I think it's really, really nice that we, you you filled us today with um, a trolley full of plants that oh. probably are going to be in ev- or want to be in everybody's garden because at this time of the year, everybody thinks there's nothing left. Just look. Oh, you've got a whiff.
0: It is very, yeah, it's strong. Very strong. <laughs> get knocked out before we finish the podcast.
1: What's that? <laughs> Which one is that? Is that the one we saw earlier? Yes yeah. it is. Yeah you should nickname it Wiffy griffy <laughs> uh, <thank you.
3: laughs> All right, that might stick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's incredible how a, a, a name sells a plant there. We go, I mean the Courtley of Bledin's Beacon, I mean God, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it that
1: Bledders Beacon goes before him in fame? Yes, (laughs)
3: that's good to me.
0: (laughs) Uh, And just for anyone who doesn't know, I'm sure you know by now, but we put full plant lists uh, on our Twitter and Instagram and in the listening notes for these podcasts. So if you don't catch the name of a plant, particularly if you're listening to the audio version, just look in the notes. Uh, the podcast notes and there will be a full list of all the plants we're talking about um, because everyone's going to want to just copy that list into their wish list book. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs>
3: Look, th- this flower looks uh, very much like a cultivar that we've got called Trum Trom. That's the name of the pass. Where mm-hmm. It's a high pass. Yeah. Um, but Trum Trom has very dark stems. With This one's green. Um, Wiffy Griffy, did you call it? Yeah. <laughs> Wiffy Griffy. Yeah.
2: I have to say, though, you know, I, th- I think we've mentioned it last time, we're concentrating on the mail order and we're not reopening our sales area, but we are opening by appointment, which is working really well because people get Blevin's undivided attention and or know, well mainly you I'm busy with mail order but um but they go through the bays and everything so it's it's um it's really nice for the customers to have that experience yep.
0: yes well it,
2: it, it's
1: yeah for those that can't get to you yeah. this is an ideal way of seeing some of the plants
2: absolutely that are, yeah. yes and we're so grateful to you. yes <laughs> yeah but to, No, no please <laughs> <laughs> we're grateful to you <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> The feeling is
2: uh, so much more mutual <laughs> than on my side. I'm just loving it. I mean... <laughs> oh, God. It'd oh. be really nice to do spring woodland with you next week. Oh, we'd love spring. that. That yes. would be lovely, wouldn't it? That. You know, all the polygonarsons, myanthemums, dysporums,
3: dysporoxis. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the winter.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Wait a minute. What about a winter wonderland?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: We'll, we'll yeah. have to have a, a scratch around and see what we've got.
2: Yeah, think we're not going. We're not going anywhere. No needs to travel.
1: Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, if we think long terms, like think leaf, bark, and berry, really, and yes, yeah, you know, all those, yeah. But don't you like flowers in the winter? <laughs> yes, I do. Of course, I do. But you know, flowers are in short supply. There are other. There are other
3: things that start yeah. out in the winter. I have to aren't get they? the chainsaw out then to get, yeah. get some bark. For
2: you. <laughs> yeah, well, berries. I mean, because you know, we field grow so many of our shrubs and trees. Um, yeah that that can be fantastic in the autumn
3: can't it yeah, you know? yeah if the
0: birds don't have it yeah well i think one thing's for sure you'll be coming back um <laughs> you you've left me with like a book of flomo now we always like to squeeze in a bit of flomo before the end of a podcast which is basically the the flower or the plant that's giving you fomo fear of missing out i didn't actually check with anybody whether they had flomo before this started clearly alan has got quite a lot now um <laughs> <laughs> you you covered my flomo earlier because I saw the Oryngium guatemalienci in Jimmy Blake, on Jimmy Blake's Instagram. Oh yes, that's right, oh, yes. Just, and everybody was commenting underneath, what's the Oryngium, what is it? Because it it just stole the show. He put an array of pictures up. Yeah. And, um, and I think I'd seen it in an article about you guys at some point in the past and already had it on my wish list, but it reminded me how stunning that plant is. You you haven't got it available at the minute because I looked. <laughs> now,
3: um, now what's happened is, uh... Whoever went out to collect the seed collected the same thing twice, so we've got a double double quota of cymosa uh, at the um, moment, which is also great. So yeah. Is,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, we, I've got well, we've got plants that are labelled as uh, Guatemaliense, but I, I don't trust them until I've seen them flowering. Yeah, mm.
0: but we'll we'll wait. Mm. We're happy to be patient. It doesn't come naturally, but it's always worth working on it. Yeah, good. <laughs> what about you guys? Have you got any flowmo to share? Well, I suppose, I suppose the ginger
2: family at this time of year. I mean, I love it.
3: I've got a nice new one actually coming in, um, but that's that's winter flowering, so you might see that later on. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah, that the other one that is it that flowers in December. The um,
3: velosa. Yeah, that yeah. the
2: scent on that is superb, and it's 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 such a delicate little thing, but it's very robust.
3: Oh. It's evergreen. Yeah, um, it's, it's only a short species. In the wild, it was only about 30 centimetres tall. See, that's the kind of thing that, that widens the gardening
1: interest for the, to the whole year. Yeah. Even, yeah. If, even if you've got something that needs a modicum of shelter. I mean, it's, uh, it always surprises me the amount of shelter that you get from cold glass.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, well-ventilated cold glass. Yes. It gives you another dimension of gra- of gardening, and it's just... You know, I i try to get more, <laughs> I want to
3: get out <laughs> <laughs> for the winter. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's what we do every winter is, is shelter things from the rain. Yeah. Uh, our plants, that's mm. the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, especially if the if plants are in containers. Yes. It, it's not always possible to get the uh, the drainage 100%. Well,
1: I was, I was very interested in hearing about the Cardiandras, I have to say, because We've got an area of woodland here that we planted for I mean, from nothing. We know 35 years ago, we planted trees in a field and there was nothing. Yeah. And now we've got trees above us and we've got an understory. Um, and there's that lovely canopy of everything. Um, we regularly thin it out so you get shafts of sunlight coming through. Yeah. But the shelter that that gives in the winter to to woodland plants is absolutely yeah. amazing. It's but it needs, it needs, it needs Sir and Bledwin's touch to give it, Smartness, shall we say, exclusivity, and great, above all, huge interest. And I think we must we must think in those terms of getting plants that will grow for us in our woodland, which is quite I mean, it's we're we're a dry place. It yeah. is a fairly light soil, it's very leafy in there. Um, and I'm sure it would please quite a lot of the plants.
2: Well, we like you, we we created a shelter belt at one time. Yeah and created a woodland and we're growing a lot of crops now underneath those trees yeah and they're doing so well you know and it's 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 lovely to go through isn't
3: it yeah yeah what we're doing is growing blocks of plants of course yeah. so yeah. that we can lift them and containerize mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. yeah That's fabulous. Um, so they are looking. they look really good
0: yeah. so alan i assume cardiandra is a very much top of your flomo list well, no, they're not top of it, but I mean, they are one of the,
1: the plants that we, we talked about. I mean, I've got a page and a half of scribbles here that I may I may never be able to um, interpret, but I mean, I was trying. I'll Roncoeum. send you the plant
0: list. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Yeah, the got no, yeah. Yeah, yeah um,
1: I've, got to, I've got to do some of those in our woodland areas mm. and some of the um, Hediciums too. Yeah. Right. Um, I've... I planted quite a few Hediciums up. nothing special. I mean, but they're, they're quite nice ones. Mm. Uh,
3: but for us here, roscoyas need a lot more uh, light. Oh, do they? We have mm. to grow them out in the fields if we want to. The, the garden's got so crowded now that there's too much shade for Roscoeas. Oh, mm. right, yeah. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah. We, we named a Hedicium for Helen Dillon, actually. And that's a lovely one. It's, again, very it. scented, yeah. <laughs> very pretty
3: just like Helen <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was at uh, the RHS request actually oh um, was it um, yeah because there was um, a plant Hedicium forestii hort yep um, it, it'd been in under that name incorrectly for, for years so they asked us to give a, a cultivar name and Helen had given us the plant so I called it after Helen Oh how nice! Or Helen, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to say not. Yeah. <laughs> <Is> She's still? <laughs> she still with us. Yes. She
2: is. Yeah. You're
3: <laughs> watching this podcast. She will. <laughs> <L-T? laughs>
0: Hi Helen. <laughs>
1: yeah, we send our love, Helen.
0: This has been a huge treat, as we expected. We've been very excited about it, and I'm delighted to hear that we'll hopefully get a winter version and uh, and a spring version a spring woodland version so yeah. much to look forward to you never know <laughs> and hopefully bump into you at chelsea we look forward to spotting your plants lovely. in the gardens good <laughs> we'll know them for sure <laughs> well happy gardening everybody it has been a delight
1: it's been an absolute fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. To you again. lots and lots of lovely information lovely plants thank you so much
2: Pleasure,
0: we again. enjoyed it. All the best. All you. Great. The best. Bye-bye. Hey, Thordis here. Just to say thank you so much for listening to Talking Dirty. You are now officially our favourite person. If you really liked it, please do subscribe because we'll be back for more plant-loving mayhem next week. And as you're our new favourite person, we don't want you to miss out. If you've got a question for Alan and the experts, you can email it to hello at getgardeningnow.co.uk. So happy gardening, and we'll see you, oh favourite person, next time.